Hello, everybody. Hi, I'm uh, Pedro Amador, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast, uh, Gritty Reboot. And I'm Meredith Amador. Our podcast is basically about um, films that uh, we love that have a reboot that we think is either gritty or not so much, and we criticize or throw praise on it, or we talk about films that we have loved from uh, previous decades that um, are in sore, yeah, in sore need of a gritty reboot. Yeah. Um, uh, today, that's not necessarily what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about a movie that does have a reboot that we actually like. So there will be not a ton of criticism today. Um, uh, that movie is uh, Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead. That's right. Classic movie. Yeah, you talk about cult movies. This is the cult of cult movies right here. Um, This is the original Video Nasty. If anybody knows what a Video Nasty was, those were, and it's showing my age here. Those are films that you were able to get on VHS with a ton of gore uh, back in the 80s. There were no blockbusters at this point, so you're just going to like your Circle K's or 7-Elevens, and they would, in the back, they'd have like the bloodiest, goriest movies, and Evil Dead was always among them. Others were like uh, Lucio Fulci Zombie and things like that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's where Evil Dead first rose to to fame. Uh, The movie's got a a pretty big franchise considering how small it is. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's if you ever heard me use the term "video nasty." That's that's originally what it was from. Th- those first kind of rated R movies to hit uh, VHS. So, um, Evil Dead is a really a wild ride. Even watching it in 2022, from the very moment it starts. Yeah, this thing started shooting in the late 70s. I don't think it's released till 81 or 82. 81. 81. So, and it shot over over a few years. And the the one thing you can tell from the movie is. Very similar to Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that there is a sense of rawness to the movie that comes from the amateur nature from which it was made and uh, the incredible low budget. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a couple, a few thousand here. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of the most of the money was probably going to process the film so they could actually release the movie. Absolutely. So I think one of the things that that, that grips me is that Sam Raimi, he's not in top form there. But he's already Sam Raimi in, in The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. You can see a lot of – he basically tries to make every shot interesting. That is sort of his mission and his goal is to make every shot interesting. And, and it really helps the movie to a significant degree, something you just don't see in a lot of low-budget cinema. Low-budget cinema is a lot of putting the camera down, letting some actors walk in the frame, letting them walk out of frame, you know, keeping it simple. And Raimi doesn't do that at all. The camera's moving. It's in weird angles. Mm-hmm. You know, Even today, some of the angles are a bit extreme. Some of them are, are, are a bit too amateurish, but it certainly adds the vibe and the feel of the movie. Well, he worked with what he had. Yeah, yeah. He, he This is a much more raw Sam Raimi. Like, that style doesn't get refined um, until a couple of years later, when he he would make Evil Dead Two, yeah, which is a better movie. Honestly. Yeah, which is which he is, had the budget that he wanted, and he used it well. Which is also another thing to discuss. It's a sort of a quasi remake yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil Dead Two. They were like, well, it would, it's a gritty reboot of a gritty reboot. Yeah, if you've never seen Evil Dead Two, um, basically the setup is the same as the first movie, but they were unable to license any clips from the first movie, so they just kind of reshot and redid the first yeah. movie in about ten fifteen minutes. 
uh, maybe a little bit less than that. And then you're basically into brand new content and what would be Evil Dead 2. This movie's remake, its actual true reboot, uh, would come in 2013. Mom would have hated seeing the cabin like this. Oh, is that blood? What is this? Shouldn't have touched anything from that basement. Kunda Strata Montose Kanda. You were all going to yeah, die today. I believe so. Yeah, we're coming twenty thirteen. And this actually, unlike a lot of uh, reboots at this time, this one had the full blessing of Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, and Bruce Campbell. They all serve as producers on the film. And if memory serves me, they were all incredibly pleased with the result. Yeah, and, I would have been too. Yeah, and, and, and we are too. We are too. Um, because when we talk about gritty reboots, we it's almost sort of a joke between us. But I think the one thing that this reboot from Evil Dead has is everything we'd look for in a gritty reboot. Yeah, it's interesting because the first Evil Dead is gritty already. It's a gritty, gritty movie. It's dirty. It's nasty. There's a lot of, a lot of blood and gore. Yeah. Um, the second movie, the re- the reboot from 2013, is about the same. It's uh, it's very gory and gritty. Um, it serves well as a gritty reboot to a gritty movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it, it is. Um, I know some people have argued if it's a, a reboot or, or a sequel because a spoiler for a near nine year old film. Bruce Campbell has a cameo at the very end, which sort of ties it into the rest of the franchise, I suppose. But there is nothing else that ties it into the franchise as a sequel. So I, I would say it does lean a little bit more into the reboot territory. But the thing I find fascinating about this movie is that all of the Evil Dead films have. A different tone. Mm-hmm. The first movie is a very gritty, low budget film that that is a very serious action. Pardon me, a very serious horror movie. Yeah, it is. They try to be very serious, but because of the low budget and Sam Raimi's manic directing style, it takes on a level of camp that they had never really anticipated. And most people find Evil Dead hilarious due to its bad acting and and, and other choices it's in camp. the movie. It's got yeah, camp. Very much camp. A, a lot of, I mean, the movie is a ton of fun. You really can't watch this with a lot of buddies. It, it, it's a really fun movie in that respect. For its age, too. Yeah. And its budget. But however, the, the original vision was something that, that's a little bit darker. Um, I, I told you this uh, um, last night when we were watching it. Is one of the reasons Evil Dead caught on, besides being a video nasty. It, it even getting that status is all thanks to one Mr. Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King happened to catch this movie, I think, at the Michigan Film Festival. That I might have to check a source on. But anyway, he saw the movie and, and was blown away by it. Uh, gave it a great uh, quote and a blur, good review. It was on the poster for years and on the VHS cover for a long time. You know, Stephen King uh, really loved the movie, championed it. And, and that's how we, we got it today. Um, but be, the reason he did this is if you divorce it from all of that camp factor, it, it is a, a very dark horror film mm-hmm. about a, a man having to fight the people he loves to stay alive mm-hmm. and, and, you know, try to stay sane against this unspeakable, unstoppable, unfathomable evil. Um, Just one dude in a cabin. Yes. And the second film is very much more of a slapstick comedy while it has elements of horror. And when we move into Army of Darkness, the third film in the series, we're almost in a historical uh, comedy horror, more comedy than yeah. horror. Uh, but I mean, it's almost like a fantasy film. It's almost more like a Ray Harryhausen picture than this is a Ray Harryhausen picture mixed with a little bit of Evil Dead than it is 
in tone to the first movie. Yeah, he divorces himself a little bit from the horror aspect. Yeah, the uh, the thing about the reboot from 2013 is it is a tonal match for what the first film is supposed to be. Um, a, a dark movie about trying to stop unstoppable demonic forces or trying to survive them. It, it is very much uh, in the tone of that. And which, they're which is interesting. dealing with serious issues too. The main character Mia, she's a an addict. You know, all her friends are gathered together because they're trying to get her clean. She's got like what a night of sober. Yeah, she's like one day sober. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. She's she's working her way to sobriety. It, it gives you a little bit more of a reason than a rawness. Yeah, well, I mean, most of these movies don't really have a reason. You know, if you go back to eighties films, it's just like, hey, we're going on vacation. Yeah, you know, we're gonna or, go to a cabin. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You don't really need any setup. And, and truth be told, I mean, those are still great movies. I like um, uh, another one we might cover later on. The Hills Have Eyes. Like the setup for that one is we're going on vacation. They take a shortcut through the desert and then they get ambushed by by uh, mutant psychopaths. Um, and in this movie, the original film is just the same thing. They're just going to go to the cabin for a weekend. This movie does a great job in being a reboot because by 2013, horror audiences are a little bit more sophisticated. They expect a little bit more. You have to have a reason for people to be there. You have to have a reason why people don't freak out when one of their friends is like, I saw a demon in the woods. And her being an addict who would lie and say anything so she can go and get more drugs as a screenwriting perspective is a fantastic reason to ignore somebody. It works really well. In the middle of the woods. Yeah, it works really well. It's a great reason for them not to believe her when crazy shit starts going down. And and it works really well. Uh, The movie is elevated by Jane Levy's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, who does fantastic work as a drug addict, as a deadite, and then someone who has to save the entire world at the yeah. end of the movie. Um, she she really is great. Um, the movie has, I, I want to say, a a nice fleshing out of one of the things that is a big part of the series, Necronomicon. And we only see, the, what, not the franchise, like four pages they show us over and over again. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, four yeah. or five pages. This movie sort of... Uh, elaborates a lot more on the Necronomicon Ex Mortis uh, and gives us like the steps to like a demonic possession. Now, some people could say that's part of the reboot where they added to it, but at no point does Raimi say like, okay, it can only happen this way. Yeah. Um, He gives a kind of a recipe. Exactly. Exactly. About how you're going to create a deadite and how those things are going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think one of the other aspects I really like and how this is an, a movie that picks up from the original film is from the second movie on the deadites take on a much more cartoonish monster appearance, you know, from like, you know, how you have like, you know, Ed from the first movie from the second movie, you know, he has that, the big lips and he sucks up that girl's <laughs> hair. You know, he's an over-exaggerated monster and they continue with that in army of darkness as well. And even later on to the TV show, which we're not even going to talk, discuss today, but, um, this reboot goes back to that original style of the Deadites are just people who are mutilating themselves. Yeah. Because uh, that's what the first film has that really the other sequels don't is the, the the Deadites mutilate themselves almost for the sheer fun of it to torture the people who are still around. Um, and, and this movie, as I just said, that giving a little bit more than Necronomicon actually shows you why they're doing this, why that matters, why it comes into play. Like it's all part of this ceremony to bring forth the evil one. It's yeah. uh, I mean, it, it it certainly does. And they fo- they follow the steps in the movie, too. Yeah, they, they very much do. They very much do. And it's interesting to watch. You know, we, we I, I like in a horror movie, uh, especially something supernatural, 
it's tough to have rational people come to the conclusion like, yeah, there's some ghosts here. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of movies are very clunky about this. And, and this one does a really nice job. Someone inadvertently reads from the book. And over the course of about 15 to 20 minutes of the film's runtime, seeing some increasingly freakier things, he really starts to look at the book and go, oh, my God, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, the more curious he gets, the more, you know, he kind of kills the whole situation. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and 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 it's one of those things, too, where someone inadvertently releases an evil. You can sort of see, like, he just opens a book and reads a few words, you know, and that's all he does. There's nothing really else to to, to anything that he does. Yeah. So it, 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 I, I feel more sympathy for him than I do other characters that accidentally summon. Yeah, he doesn't realize what he's done until it's way too late. Yeah, exactly. But he's the first guy to be like, it's about the witchcraft in the basement. Yeah. This, this is not an addiction. There's something more to it. And, and, and I like it, you know, because other characters, they sort of scoff at him, but they look at him and be like, well, maybe it could. So and I, I think that's really interesting. The, the, the movie has quite a bit uh, uh, going on here. I think that probably the aspect of the film I'm disappointed by the most is this reboot did rather poorly at the box office. Uh, it was the yeah, en- yeah it was uh, it was the end theatrical end of the Evil Dead it franchise. Was so good, well, I enjoyed it so much. It's one of those things to where the Evil Dead franchise is very very popular with cult movie fans, but is pretty much unknown beyond. Uh, I want to say general movie fans, you know, that that's the big thing. Like people always talk about, well, Ash is one of those big heavy hitters in, in horror. And I was like, well, to you, he is. But most people don't have any idea. They might have heard the name Evil Dead, but they have no idea what it is, who Bruce Campbell is, Ash, or any of the things that are associated with it. So, Which is sad because Bruce Campbell is just a highlight of those movies. Yeah, he really He's is. the best. Yeah, he really is. And it, like I said, the movie got lost in the shuffle. It didn't do very well at the box office. It, uh, it. It didn't really hurt the career of uh, director uh, Fede Alvarez. Uh, he went on to do um, uh, Don't Breathe, uh, those two movies. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy the first movie. And uh, the second movie is fine if it if it doesn't have a few problems. But um, he's he's gone on to be a fine horror director. This was his first horror feature, I do believe. And he really knocks it out of the park. He co-wrote and directed this. So it's uh, it's an impressive debut from him. I, like I said, I I just wish we would have gotten another film in, in this um the same style from him, another Evil Dead movie similar to this, or even you know you bring in another director to do a more comedic version again, you know, yeah, you know, almost like a comedic remake of Evil Dead too. But then it's not a gritty reboot now, is it? Yeah, then then it's not, <laughs> then it's not. But I mean, as as a gritty reboot goes, I I just love the movie, and I I almost don't know if I can say enough about it. I'm heaping praise upon it right now. Yeah, well. I think some of the grittiest points of the movie are at the very end with the raining of the blood. Yeah, it's a Slayer song come to life, uh, really, at it the really end of the is. movie. Yeah, uh, raining blood from a lacerated sky. And it's a very cool scene. It, it comes down, it, it's incredibly uh, well shot, uh, great cinematography, really, on that a whole. A lot of gore. Yeah, on that whole final sequence. Uh, by the way, if you are watching on a substandard internet connection, the raining blood scene will be just dancing pixels to you. So go out and get yourself the Blu-ray of the movie or make sure you have a pristine internet connection to watch this thing. Yeah. Because that's the only downside of it. But, I mean, the, if you love the first movie, I, I can't imagine you not really liking this movie. It's so strong and it gives you a lot of what that first film really had to offer. Um, I, like I said, my strongest recommendation to checking that one out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's 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 
just so perfect as far as a gritty reboot is concerned. And it's why we chose it for our first movie here to talk about is because it's a great example of what, what we're, our show is about. It's uh, taking a movie. It's what we want to do is we want to take a movie and we want to look at it and see what we can improve on it. Because sometimes, you know, some movies need a gritty reboot. This one happened to have one and it was perfect. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, probably the only thing that the movie is missing is, is, is Bruce Campbell's charm, but that's one of those things that's sort of yeah. difficult to emulate. All, but all you those have years good later. acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very true. It's good acting from the cast all the way around, from uh, Jane Levy, uh, Jessica Lucas as the the other uh, deadite, uh, who meets her end r- rather quickly. Uh, she does a great job playing a a nurse who is trying to tell everyone she's got control of the situation, even when it becomes really clear she does not have any control. You know, one on of the, the things situation. I noticed was uh, in the first movie, Evil Dead, the girl, the women go first. They become deadites first. Yes, yes. And it's very similar in this the, the reboot. Yes, it, it does follow that uh, uh, same pattern as well. One of the more controversial aspects of the original film is is the tree rape. Uh, yeah. yeah, they include that in. They the do include it, but it's it's a part of the of the ritual now. Like they, there's a picture that shows like that's how the demon enters the person who is the vessel to, to bring forth everything. Um, and I mean, it's just one of those. I mean, there's a there's another tree. There's a lighter version of a of a tree rape in Evil Dead Two as well. Uh, but that's uh, done a little bit more comedically, not quite as straight up graphic as uh, what's in the original film. And uh, this movie isn't particularly graphic about that sequence, but it is very clear what's happening um, as well. And, and I think that's that's a good example because of where these two two films differ. You know, in the original film, um, it's a chaotic sequence and it's a malevolent force just attacking uh, Ash's sister in the woods. And this movie, where it differs is we actually get a personification of the the evil the deadites or anything like that you know we we see a, a woman who is representative of that and she's there to sort of manipulate the trees to jane levy's character and have them assault her and, and, and overtake her body um and and that's one of the few things that's a little different we actually the deadites get a face uh they technically get a face in the second movie too but it's just an evil tree so yeah. Yeah, this movie gives a, a, a like an actual bad guy to root against so i i think that's another a good decision that they made that i i certainly really appreciate is there anything bad that you see of the Rigger to Reboot? Is there anything bad that I see in this film? That's a good question. I, I think it's a bit of a slow start after our dynamite opening sequence. Yeah. Because uh, the original film, I mean, they, they sort of find the cabin and they're off in Raimi craziness in about five minutes. This film has a lot more setup it has to do. We have to talk about the brother who's abandoned his sister and, yeah. and, and back up all these things. Um, yeah, I thought the exposition on that was pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, most movies have to have, to have a scene where you, you sit down and talk and, yeah. and explain like how, who it. we are and how that happens. And it's tough to find necessarily clever ways to do that. On the positive side, it's really a nitpick because most of the character work is incredibly well done. Um, so, it, like, those things pay off. Yeah. Like, him abandoning her is something that comes back in later on, why she's distrustful of him. You know, those things help make a big difference, you know, at least in my opinion. I, like I said, it does slow things down, but they do pay off. And that that's my main gripe is, like, yeah. when you t- 
take the time to show me something or to tell me something early in the movie. It doesn't have any bearing on the runtime or anything that really occurs in the film. I sort of wonder, you know, why I was there. And in a motion picture, every moment is is precious and priceless. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you're only going to get 90 minutes or maybe, you know, maybe two and a half hours if you're James Cameron. But for the most part, you're going to get 90 minutes, you know, to tell your story and to say everything you want to about your characters. So you have to plan that very carefully and what you want to do in that situation. And, you know, the movie was a bit clunky, but those things did pay off, you know, and that, that's the real positive takeaway. Uh, there's a little bit of fat on the movie, but that's about it. Is there any moment that you thought uh, didn't work? Um, that's what I was trying to think about. Um I really enjoyed the movie from the very beginning. Um, I've seen it several times now, and it, it gets it gets better with every viewing. Um, but I do agree that the exposition on the the brother and stuff was a little was a little clunky. But um, like you said, it did pay off, so it wasn't for naught. It was not you know wasted. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's sort of the big thing about it. it. It all comes back into play, and that and that's what makes it great. Um, I guess, I guess in closing, um, this is why we don't get reboots that are, um, this spot on or gritty because it did poorly at the box office. Yeah. Um, most movies tend to stick pretty close, especially in this era. You know, there were a lot of horror remakes, you know, around this time, uh, Friday 13th got a reboot, Nightmare on Elm Street got, got a reboot. And, uh, th- th- those films, um, weren't anywhere near as, as creative as this one, even if they did sort of stick close to formula uh, with Friday the 13th. That's fine with nightmare on Elm street kind of can't have the formula without Robert England. Right. Um, which, uh, you know, that, that <laughs> evil Dead has a little bit of a problem as well. Like we just talked about with Bruce Campbell, but they were still able to find ways to, uh, to get around that, to find characters that are likable. And I, I, I do know the plan was that this film been successful. They were going to do a movie with an older Bruce Campbell and Jane Levy, uh, Wouldn't that have been great? Yeah, I know. But now, once again, this could be Sam Raimi talking to you know uh, a, a Comic Con sort of thing and trying to get the fans all riled up. Yeah. Oh yeah, we would have done this. It'd been great, made hundred million dollars. <laughs> but um, you know, we we didn't get that um, because, like I said, this movie was such a failure at the box office. You know that that's one of those things I I, I think really could have worked and uh, you know would have been nice. But you know, but now because of the film's poor status, it's sort of the odd man out in the Evil Dead uh, franchise. Uh, I know there were some fans that were up in arms, and it's one of the things you know we'll deal with here on Gritty Reboot. No matter how well done your remake is, there's always going to be people who are like, it should never have been remade. Yeah, because there's you know? there's super fans. Yeah, and it, it doesn't really matter the movie. I mean, I, I always thought it was the case till I ran into an older film uh, goer, uh, love movies, and, and he thought like the remake of The Thing was a travesty because he loves the original film. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like, that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and I remember, I think I, I remember when I was in college, I was writing a paper on, uh, uh, the thing I was using that as an example. And I told someone I, I need the original movie and he's like, okay, I got it for you. And he gave me the movie from 82. And I was like, no, no, I need the original film, not the remake. He was like, there's one before the eighties. <laughs> like it was some sort of sin that any movie would be made in the, in the fifties. I, I at the moment of time, I don't know when the original film was released. Um, but, it, you know, it is one of those things, no matter what the movie is, there's always going to be those diehards out there for it. Um, this wasn't, I don't think it's bad, I, but I do know a lot of the fan base was was a bit split on it. And I'm pretty sure you could go on, like, the Evil Dead subreddit right now, and there's nobody talking about this remake. No. You know, everyone's talking about Bruce Campbell stuff, and which is fine. Of course, at this current moment, there is uh, the latest installment of the franchise, 
uh, a video game, and I was very disappointed that Jane Levy and anybody from that movie do not show up in that in that game. Uh, yeah. It's it's all things from the classic original franchise, even Army of Darkness. They have some of the knights and the kings and stuff from. Jeez. Yeah, they have so some. They include those guys, but they don't. And they have Jane they, Levy. they have the characters from the TV show and everything like that. Um, but those characters, they get a lot of praise and stuff like that. You know, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. Hollywood is cruel and unfair. Sometimes a really good movie just bombs and nobody remembers it years later. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those movies. So if you haven't seen Evil Dead, um, if you haven't seen Evil Dead and you stumbled this podcast, I don't know how you did it unless you know us personally. Um, <laughs> if you, But if you've seen Evil Dead and you never bothered to check out the remake because it didn't do well and you heard it wasn't as good, I, I urge you to go out there and find a copy any way you can. Um, steal your movies. I don't care. It doesn't hurt me. Um, <laughs> trust me, the movie execs are still gonna be able to buy all the yachts they want, even if you yeah. pirate a film. So yeah, go out there, find yourself a copy of Evil Dead 2013 and enjoy yourself for 90 minutes of straight horror action. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sam Raimi will be proud and, and I, I think you'll be pretty pleased too. Blood and gore and everything that you'd always want. Yeah, so uh, uh, that is our uh, discussion day about uh, Evil Dead. We're going to try to do this uh, once a week. Yep. I say that naively now as we don't record again for like a month. <laughs> but um, uh, next week, we're going to try to do uh, one of my favorite films, which also has uh, a, a reboot that we'll talk about. Uh, this reboot is one that I don't like anywhere near as much as I like Evil Dead, and that's uh, RoboCop. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yes. Madness. And trust me, we're not just going to talk about 80s movies that have reboots. We'll, we'll try yeah. to branch out a little bit more. These are just two movies that I, I happen to love. Evil Dead is one of my favorite movies, and RoboCop is probably my probably my favorite like science fiction film. It's, my, it's like I said, the Evil Wally. Dead movie is a good movie to discuss how we want to do this podcast and how it laid out and for you guys to understand what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it. Uh, just a quick in and out episode. We wanted to get a little bit of introduction here. Um, so I'm Pedro signing off. And I'm Meredith. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.